Uh, like bringing this guy onto the program as often as possible, and if the Brewers are going to be playing the Rockies, you can absolutely guarantee that uh, he's going to be on at some point. It is a uh, former Brewers pitcher, uh, Mark Knutson, who now uh, covers the Rockies and does all kinds of stuff in Colorado. Mark, good to talk to you. How are you doing today? Now I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, opening day coming up on Monday. You spent a, a number of years with the Brewers. Do you have any uh, memories of opening day in Milwaukee? Oh, lots of them. Um, obviously, for me, getting a chance to start opening day in 1991 against Nolan Ryan um, will obviously be a highlight of my career. I didn't have a particularly great outing, but thankfully Robin and Paul and and uh, Dave Parker did some damage, and we ended up winning the game. So uh, it's always going to be a highlight for me. Um, other than that, I mean, so the whole aura of opening day. I mean, I didn't I didn't participate in opening day with anybody else. So all my opening day memories are with with my days at the Brewers and, uh, you know, Don August pitching and Greg Swindell won opening day in Cleveland with 80,000 people there. You just don't forget days like that. I mean, for whatever reason, that that day is, I mean, the next day is another game counts the same in the standings, but it's just super special to, to be a part of opening day. And I don't know about you, and I'm glad I'm going to ask you this because you're in Colorado right now. I think in the Midwest, opening day for baseball feels different. I grew up in St. Louis. It was a big deal there. It's a big deal here. What is it about baseball opening day in the Midwest that maybe as you stretch out to each side of the country, uh, you start to lose a little? Well, believe it or not, here, and you've been to opening days at Coors Field, you understand um, you know, opening day for the Rockies is a big deal as well. It, it's a little bit more like the Midwest as opposed to the, the coast. Mm-hmm. Um, but opening day in the, in the Midwest, Western cities, at Cle- you know, anyone in Cleveland and Milwaukee, but it's um, it is something special. I think it's the end of the end of winter for most people. Uh, most people don't get a chance to go down to spring training. So when the team returns from spring training and you and you get to go to a ball game, it might be cold out, but it's still like okay, spring is here, baseball's here, the summer's coming. Um, so I just it's, I think it's for everybody else. It's kind of like the sun's come out. Spring training was longer this year because of the World Baseball Classic. It seems like we've been talking about spring training for two oh, years yeah. now. Are you? Do you like the World Baseball Classic? I love the World Baseball Classic. In fact, I, I wrote about it several times. I, for, for guys like Bryce Harper and Mike Trout and, and Clayton Kershaw and Chris Bryant to skip it, for, I mean, Kershaw may have had a little bit of a reason. He, he could have participated if he wanted to, but he was erring on the side of caution from his injuries. I get that. Those three had no no reason not to participate. And I, I talked to Don August <clears throat> about this. If August listened, he'll he'll know what I was talking about. He was a, he had an opportunity to play on the nineteen eighty four United States Olympic team. And he told me it was one of the highlights of his the highlight of his baseball career. He started opening day, he pitched in pennant races. He said being on the Olympic team where USA across your chest was one of the highlights of his career. The highlight of his career. And I can sort I mean I I told people I'd sacrifice a non essential body part for that opportunity. I know a lot of guys feel that way. Roger Clemens said that numerous times. Um, I don't understand the thought process behind not playing. It's You're in spring training, you're going through the same routine, your chances of getting injured aren't any different on which field you're playing on. Um, it's just a chance to play in games that actually matter uh, to, to a lot of people, and you can represent your country. I can't understand why anybody would ever turn it down. I really don't. I, and, and I'm kudos to the guys who played and the guys who won it this year. It was, it was really fun to watch. It really does break up spring training. I know, we, like you said, we've been talking about it. It seems like they've been down there for a year. But nonetheless, that did break it up, and that did. It was very exciting. And, and I mean, I was, I was glued to it. I, I can't get enough of it. 
one of the indicators of something is a big deal is if a grizzled old guy is brought to tears, and that happened with with Jim Leland. How fun was it to just see the way he reacted to that championship? Well, I think that once you, I, I don't know, I can't speak for experience, but it, it just seems to me that you were, you put that uniform on and wear USA across your chest. It's got to change you. It has to. It has to change your your, your perspective on what's important in terms of, of winning and losing. Guys who are rivals during the year are suddenly teammates and suddenly pulling for their country. And, and yeah, uh, Leland was it was you know saluting the troops in his post game was very appropriate. Um, I, I thought the whole thing was, couldn't have been handled any better. And I'm I'm just I mean I thought about I'm going yeah I get around my hat my Team USA hat I I, I think it was whole, the whole thing was riveting I I wish they do it more often. We are uh, continuing to talk with uh, Mark Knutson. You can follow him on Twitter at Mark Knutson41. Sports columnist, broadcaster, works uh, for the Fort Collins, Colorado, and also can read him at uh, at WoodyPage.com. Uh, Brewers are going to welcome in the Rockies for this uh, this opening week series. Uh, are the Rockies an improved team this year? Well, think back two years ago, and I know you were out here with us then, Matt. But two years ago, the Rockies rolled out Kyle Kendrick on opening day. And yeah. it was his best outing as a Rocky, if you remember. I think he, I think his final score was ten to nothing. It was his, it was his best outing in his entire year with the Rockies. Um, the Rockies are remarkably better than they were. John Gray is the first guy that the Rockies that opponents will tell you. And I heard Ted Leitner say this, the Padres broadcaster. He's the first legitimate ace this team's ever had. And, and you know, you you followed the Rockies for a long time, Matt. You know what I'm talking about. Um, they've had guys like Jorge De La Rosa who are good pitchers. But let's be honest, Jorge would have been the number three on, on most good teams. Um, and he was forced into a number one role with the Rockies for a number of years. This guy has the goods. He has the stuff. Um, he has the attitude. He can be a really top flight pitcher for this organization. Um, they took a, they took a hit when Chad Dennis, you know, had is down with cancer treatment. Obviously, Chad has a, a much bigger fight on his hands than knowing about baseball. But nonetheless, that does hurt the, hurt the baseball team too. Um, they're going to count on Tyler Chatwood and Tyler Anderson in, in the two and three spots in the rotation. Tyler Chatwood was extremely good on the road last year, one of the best ERAs in baseball on the road, but really struggled at Coors Field. He'll pitch, I don't know if he's pitching the second day or third day. Uh, Tyler Anderson had the best ERA of any Rocky starter last year, left-hander. So they're, they're really excited about him. And they're excited about a couple of the young kids they have. Kyle Freeland, who will be making his major league debut, is a kid from Denver. Uh, so they, they don't anticipate going to have a problem with the climate, the altitude and all that. And then they got Herman Mar- Marquez is probably going to be your fifth guy. Um, he was very impressive during his stint here last year. Uh, they are, they have a point, Jeff, or, I mean, Matt, you remember this. Sky Sox, there was a, there was a, a shuttle between the Rockies and the Sky Sox a couple years back. Um, anybody who, who could breathe was getting a chance to get up and pitch for the Rockies. They've gotten past that now where they, they can now take a guy like Jeff Hoffman, who's one of their prized prospect, prospects, who didn't have a particularly good stint last year when he was up here and didn't pitch vertically well in spring training. They're sending him back to AAA for more work. And they couldn't have done that a couple of years ago. So I think they have made significant strides. They've had some injury issues. Ian Desmond's out with a broken hand. He'll, he'll probably be out till the end of April. Uh, Tom Murphy broke a, broke a bone in his arm. He'll be out at least till the end of April. Um, David Dahl has a bad back. He's going to miss the first week or two weeks. But good teams overcome those situations. Good teams have depth. You know, what the Dodgers did last year was Kershaw missing most of the season, still winning the division, is a blueprint for how teams have to win championships and make the playoffs. You have to overcome injuries. You have to use your entire 40-man roster to win a pennant, not, not your 25 guys you break camp with. 
Um, and in that regard, the Rockies are in a much better position to be able to make a playoff run this year than they have been in past years. Something the Brewers have turned into under Craig Council is just a, a team that competes their butt off, and they're not an easy team to beat. They may not win a ton of games. Last year they win 73, but for the most part they were going uh, to compete on a night-in, night-out basis. It, Will Bud Black bring that to the Rockies? Well, I think Bud Black certainly brings a much more veteran hand. I mean, I'm a Walt Weiss guy. I've known Walt for a long time, and, and I was disappointed in, in not coming back. But if you're going to replace him, it's, really, it's not not a step backwards. It's a step forward to take a Bud Black uh, out of uh, the front office. I think it's at the Angels and get him back on the field. He's a great manager. He's done great things. with. He's done a lot with, a li- with limited resources in San Diego, and the Rockies are certainly in that same situation. So, yeah, I think he's going to be the kind of guy that, um, there are expectations on this team now. The players are going to feel that, and he's going to be the kind of guy that can can temper that and keep running a calm ship. But he's a very calm guy. Um, doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. I think he'll be the kind of guy that, that this, or, this team needs. And, and to, to what you're saying about Craig, I, I had a chance to catch up with him. You know, every time I see him here, I tease him. I used to play catch with him when he was a little kid. When he came out of the field out of Cook County Stadium. Um, I think Craig's doing a great job. I mean, David Stern has obviously got a blueprint on how to build the Brewers and the same way they built the Houston Astros into a contender. Uh, I was very impressed with the team that finished the season here at Coors Field last year. Uh, obviously, Chris Carter is not part of that anymore, but um, the young guys, they had a lot of young talent. They scrapped, as you said. They battled. Uh, I think they took three or four from the Rockies the last series, and uh, I think the future is very bright for this organization. And Craig, I'm glad Craig's getting a chance to grow with the, with the team. Um and, you know, obviously growing up in Milwaukee, he's got a passion for that, that baseball team. He's going to do whatever it takes to, to make them a winner. Last thing uh, for Mark Knutson. Miller Park is coming up on 20 or so years being built. The Braves get a new ballpark when they're at uh, about the 20-year mark, but the Brewers are doing a fantastic job of reinvesting the ballpark. It doesn't feel old. The Rockies kind of do the same thing. They just sign a new deal that's going to take Coors Field to 50-plus years of age. Is that ballpark going to be able to last uh, 50 total years? Yeah, I think it will. I think it was built to, to last. It's, um, you know, you've spent lots of time there as well. You know that, um, it's, it's the kind of place that you'd love to take your family. You'd love to go see a game. There's not a bad seat in the house with what they've done with the, um, the upper deck and right field making into a, you know, for lack of a better term, a party deck now with some, uh, concessions and stuff up, up on top. It's a fantastic place to just spend some time if you, if you want to meet friends and, and aren't really concerned about, your view of the game. You still have a good view of the game. It's just a different kind of view. Yeah, I think Coors Field's going to make it quite a while. And, you know, when you say Miller Park, 20 years, it's, it's staggering to me. I <laughs> I think there's like three parts. Coors Field's the third oldest park in the National League now. Man. Yeah. Third oldest park in the National League. And that's just mind-blowing. To, you know, I was there for the groundbreaking of Coors Field and, and when they put the first shovel in the, in the ground. And um, <clears throat> to think that mo- almost all the ballparks I played, I think there's probably six or seven total Less than baseball I still that I played in, and that's you know the Wrigley Fields and the Fenway Parks and the Dodger Stadiums. The rest of them all been replaced, and, and you hope that something when you put that much time and effort into it can last more than twenty years. But you, oh, I'll never ahead. forget a, I'll never forget a flight back from Toronto after we played. We opened the, the Sky Dome. We were the first team to play in the Sky Dome. Don August beat Jimmy Key in the first game there, and uh, flying back, yeah. we heard um, we heard Bud Selig. Uh, in the front of the plane saying he was interested in building a retractable dome stadium in Milwaukee. And we laughed. That would never happen in Milwaukee. Are you kidding? The town of Laverne and Shirley is never going to have a, a retractable dome stadium. And lo and behold, Bud made it happen. And um, 
you know, obviously hats off to him for that. And my only trip in to see it, it, it looks like somebody dropped a spaceship in the middle of, the middle of Milwaukee. It's, it's staggering. And it's going to be here for a long time. I think Miller Park has a, has a long future. 